tell of all his wondrous works. Of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful, wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hey guys, this is wonderful to tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. On August 11th, 2018. Emily Williams shared her story at a live recording session in front of our wonderful to tell audience. When I think of Emily, I'm reminded of the passage in Matthew 9 that says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Emily Williams is a brave, godly woman who has chosen to follow God's leading in her life. She's rejected worldly wisdom and instead has become one of the few. This journey has led Emily to spend several years living in Uganda, serving the least and the rejected, the children of Uganda who have been imprisoned for being homeless. I think you need to tell this story. (laughs) So I have was so enthralled with Jennifer's story that I was not thinking about what I was going to share, and I'm totally going off script. So if it goes long or whatever, just tell me to stop. But um, a theme that I have seen the Lord do in my life is that his ways are not our ways, um, but yet he is always faithful um, and he is always good. And the stories that he writes um, aren't necessarily the way I would write it or the way that I would end it. Um, But yet I've come to believe that I can trust in him and trust his ways um, and his faithfulness. And so just to kind of back up, um, I grew up always wanting to be a teacher and um, since I was probably three years old, was teaching my siblings or stuffed animals or any willing body um, that would listen. And so I studied education. And um, after I graduated, I remember sitting down with a friend and being like, I, I don't always want to do what makes sense. Like, I feel like I've walked through life and been able to just kind of do the next thing that came. And it's what made sense. And And I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I am intentional and prayerful about each kind of next decision. And so I graduated and was like, so do I go teach? Like, now I don't know. I don't know what I do with my life. Um, And so kind of investigated some other options and then decided, yeah, I I am going to go teach. And so I taught um, in Nashville in a really low-income school um, and was given a lot of opportunities there to do leadership positions and kind of step in and do some different things there. Um, And about two years in, three years in, I had the opportunity to go to Uganda um, on a short-term trip. Um, I had felt the Lord calling me to do something in Africa, but felt like I think I could totally be making this up. And I have no idea what I would do if I went so let me go and just visit and see, is this what the Lord wants? Am I crazy? What are my passions? What are my gifts? And I go um, and we visited a ministry called 60 Feet. And 60 Feet works in children prisons there. 
And we visited a couple other places and I would get back, I got back from Uganda and people would ask me, how was your trip? And I would say, it was, it was good, but I really need to tell you about these kids in prison. Um, and the Lord just slowly started working on my heart of giving me this really big passion and heart for these kids. And they were, out of everywhere we went, the, the least of the least, um, sleeping on the floor without any family, um, kind of no end game for where they were going or when they were going to leave. And, um, and so I, after this long journey, decided that that is what the Lord wanted me to do, was to leave teaching and go work for this ministry. What I was going to do, I had no idea. Um, I get off the airplane and they go, you're going to run our finances. And I thought, well, that is really <laughs> funny because that I, I still to this day don't really understand the function of a bank other than to keep your money. So why in the world I'm going to run all of our finances? I have no idea. Um, and so, but again, the Lord just, his ways on our ways um, and we are faithful to say yes to what he has. And so that little like random finance job for this nonprofit um, turned into me being able to lead um, and develop this uh, resettlement program where we get took kids and we figured out where are you from and why did you leave home or what was the family situation and why did they leave you um, and what counseling do you need and your family's needs and how do we do all of this under the government, which a very few people do things under the government because it's corrupt and complicated. And, um, and so I was really able just to take these little steps and go, this is what the Lord, this is what the Lord has next. And so um, kind of ran this na- nationwide project um, for a couple of years and then um, felt like the Lord had said, okay, like you've given this, you can, you can keep going and, or you can move back home. And I was able to transition all of that to a Ugandan, which was kind of the goal of our ministry. And, um, and so I decided to move back to the United States. I was either going to go to Nashville or Fort Worth. Um, and someone called me and said, hey, there's this new school starting in Fort Worth and we think that you should interview. Um, and so I, I do an online or a Skype interview, um, and they go, yeah, great. You can be the, the new first grade teacher. Um, and so I get to, I land, and two weeks later, um, start school. I was like, Susan, I walked into Central Market, burst in tears, thought, I can't buy crackers. Like, I don't know how to do that, um, and left. <laughs> get to River Tree, and they're like, the furniture hasn't been delivered. The classrooms aren't ready. I go, oh, that's fine. Like, I can just go teach under that tree. Like, I'm great with that. Um, and so we ended up with furniture and classrooms. Um, but just continue to see that God's hand um, was in all of these little decisions. Um, and one thing um, that, that I did after living or teaching at River Tree for about a year, um, an opportunity came up to move into the neighborhood um, where River Tree is. And so it's this low-income neighborhood. And had, had been one of my prayers when I was leaving Uganda was I really want to go live um, where I'm working. And I want to love these people and, and be a part of that community. And so an opportunity came up and, and I moved in um, and, I, and I loved it. We had kids come over after school and um, get to know all our neighbors. And um, at the beginning of last year, um, there was a need for one of the River Tree families um, for the little girl to stay with someone. They, they, 
the mom wanted her at River Tree and they didn't know how to make it work. And so they asked me, hey, will you keep her um, during the week? And then on the weekends, like, I'll take her. And so um, I, one of those, you just take that next step of faith. And, um, and I said yes. And all the while, um, I, since, I mean, high school, have been going, okay, Lord, like, these are all great things, and I really want to get married, and like that is that that is what my heart wants. But yet, in all of that, I'm just going to say yes to that next thing. And your ways aren't my ways, and I'm going to trust, and I'm going to walk in obedience. As you can imagine, if there are single people on the mission field in Uganda, they're girls. There there are zero single guys, and so all my friends are getting married, and um, and and that's just. I would just say, yeah, I, that's just not what the Lord has right now. And then move back to Fort Worth. Um, and then now all of a sudden I'm basically mothering a seven-year-old. Well, that's not a really good um, setup to even go on a date. Well, what are you doing tonight? I'm putting someone to bed and then staying home all night. Um, and so even even in those little steps of faith, um, saw just, just God's provision come through. And so... Um, Last year, when I'm complaining to a friend and saying, I don't, like, I'm not dating anyone. I like, God's just not moving that door, and his ways aren't our ways, and he knows my heart. Um, the, another teacher at this school was like, hey, you need to come meet my, I guess it's her nephew, so you need to meet my nephew. And so, anyway, he actually interviewed for a job at River Tree. I had I needed to hire someone, and so I go, hey, I heard he's moving to Fort Worth. Does, would he want a job? Um, and so I interviewed this guy named Garrett, and very quickly after we start going out on dates, um, and then quickly get married. And so um, all of that to say, um, I, it's a story that in there were so many times that I couldn't see his hand. There were so many times living in Uganda, um, working in these really hard situations with kids, with really hard stories um, when, I, when I couldn't see his hand. Um, and I came to know and believe and deeply trust um, that he always was working. Um, and that in, when I couldn't see it and when I didn't believe it, um, something would happen. And maybe it would be in that person's life or maybe in someone else's. But just to know that so much of what God does... Um, is, is invisible to us, and we don't always see the fruit um, of our hands, and yet he is good, and he is faithful, um, and he does have a plan, and he is sovereign over that, and it will happen. And so I've been able to see that in my life, um, but I've also been able to see that in, in so many kids' lives um, who I've worked with. And like Jennifer said, like the story's not over, and so many of the stories, and I was thinking, how has God been good and so many of, especially the stories in Uganda and the stories at River Tree, um, so many of them aren't, they're not over. And, and, lives, and our lives are messy and, um, and our lives are hard. And, and those, a lot of those kids' lives are really hard. But yet, God is working um, and God is faithful. And there's so many times when it doesn't feel like it or doesn't seem like He is. Um, and yet, all of a sudden, something happens. Um, and so then we do get to see his hand and be reminded of his faithfulness and his goodness to us. Thank y'all.
Emily's story prompted many follow-up questions, so I'm sure you want to learn more and hear more about her work in Uganda and her work at River Tree Academy. Please go to our website at wonderfultotell.com where we've included a link to a blog post written by Emily for 60feet.org. The post is titled, Let the People Rejoice. It includes wonderful photographs and an inspiring message of hope. You don't want to miss it. Also, if you want to hear more wonderful to tell stories, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at wonderful to tell. This episode was produced by me, Tracy Conrad, along with Michael, Kevin, and Brad Conrad, with invaluable support of our crew members, Nancy Brown and Karen Wilcutts, Mark and Debbie Jones, Haley and Jeffrey Brown, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. Thanks for listening.